Hey Coconuts, welcome back to another episode of Weekly Market Updates where we scour the net to find worthy financial news for you. Today, three stories again. We're going to start off with a couple of stocks we talked about before. Lululemon, they've had a stellar quarter. And how have they done this? Right, We dissect that right through our first story. Second, we're going to talk about Amplitude. We did talk about it about a year ago. We want to bring it up today. It's had a good quarter. Could be something we want to invest in. And last but not least, a little bit on cybersecurity. CrowdStrike versus Sentinel-1. Competitors competing in the same space. But is that space big enough or should we pick one? Right, let's get to it. Hey, Coconuts, welcome back to Weekly Market Updates with me, Rakesh. And Anthony. All right, it's a new week. It is, it is. And I mean, we have to we have to do a bit of plugs here, right, Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's start off with one of the biggest plugs we have. All right, Coconuts, so we are having a live event. Yes, it's post-COVID. We're here. We're ready to go. We want to meet you in person. I will probably have to share for it. Yeah, I, I don't know if people actually want to meet us in person. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to have a live stock geek out, right? We're going to have a panel session with a ton of people. We would love for you to come. It's happening on 29th of September, 2022. That's in a couple of weeks at 7 p.m. at 10 Marina Boulevard, right? Look out on our IG, look out on our socials on Telegram for the different RSVPs that you would need to do as well as where where this event is so you can sign up. We're definitely looking forward to hearing from you. We'll be taking some questions from the crowd as well as have a panel and understand a little bit more on how to invest during this time, during this recession time. Anthony, are you looking forward to that? I, I'm really excited, actually. Uh, we, we are going to get people to give us stock picks, right? That's like, I mean, not financial advice still, but I mean, just, just <laughs> getting ideas of what they think can outperform, you know, specific stocks, not even an ETF. I think that's, that's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think more often than not, we'll get, when, when these panels come in, they will be able to tell us a bit more on, on what they're trying to do, right? Yep. And not just tell us, yeah, DCA, DCA. <laughs> hey, that's, that's what I say every week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just that was... it's okay. <laughs> That's why I'm not on the panel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yes. Okay, fine. You're not on the panel. You'll be there. You're moderating with me, right? <laughs> so um, we're definitely looking forward to seeing you, Coconuts. We do have limited slots. So if you are interested, please let us know. We will sign you up. All right. Don't worry. I'll be doing this plug next week as yes. well. So <laughs> And probably the week after. So, so all good. All right. Okay, Coconuts. For today, we have three stories for you as per usual. Coming to the tail end of earnings call, but we do have some earnings call for you, Ta-da. right? So first, we're going to start off with Lululemon. Yes. Stellar quarter. What did I say, man? Then uh, we go back to Amplitude. I know. That's true. That's true. We, we covered it in the last quarter. But then we're now, next story, we're going into Amplitude. And Anthony, you can say a few things now. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Lululemon, what did I say, right? Amplitude. Uh, we'll see. Y- you can sell me on it. <laughs> <laughs> And, and last but not least, we're going to dissect CrowdStrike or Sentinel-1. Awesome. Let's get started with Lululemon. Now, Lululemon as a company is doing yep. well, right? It beat expectations again. It just had an earnings call a couple of days ago. Its sales have grown quite a fair bit. 28% in North America revenue mm-hmm. and international revenue increased by 35%. I think one of the things that I wanted to talk about is, you know, Pre-pandemic, yes, but during the pandemic and post-pandemic, which is what we're facing now, they are not losing any momentum. They are going, they're hitting their targets, and 
even their men's apparel has been growing, right? So their men's apparel has been growing by 27%. Sale of women's apparel grew by 24%. But I think one of the things to pop out, and it's off a small base, is the sale of accessories. Mm -hmm. That's jumped 80%. Um, I think that's that's pretty cool. Wait, what, what, what accessories do they sell? Uh, they sell like, I think, hairband and a few other things. Oh, yoga mats. <laughs> yeah, you're about right. So yeah, yoga mats, gloves, hairbands. Um, headphone straps cross body bags yeah, yeah you name it oh gosh but you know this is this is getting this is getting to that point where it's it's more than just the clothing now right it's, it's what i feel with this it's it's the brand is becoming it's taking a life of its own right before jumping into you know margins and, and stuff actually you know what let me talk about margins their margins this quarter was 56.5 percent that's Pretty good. So yeah, for, for retail, uh, pre oil, you know, all of these exactly pre pre increase of transportation taxes and and costs. Sorry, it was at fifty eight percent for margins. Now after this increase in, in transportation costs, it's still at fifty six point five percent. I think that's pretty pretty good. Yeah, definitely for especially for a retail brand, right? Yeah, absolutely cool. Uh. Anthony, you you talked about this the last time as well. What are you, what are your thoughts here with this with this quarter? I just earnings? regret not buying enough. I would say I was like, oh yes, this makes sense. Let me go buy some, and then I was like, okay, I'll DCA and slowly make slowly make my bets, you know. And then <laughs> poof, earnings came out. That's, that's terrible. Um, but yeah, you know, I think you, you kind of see that the thesis playing out, right? You know, it, the the thesis being that it's it's going to grow at twenty thirty percent for. Quite a long while, actually. Um, it, it's going to start expanding the project lines. I think they they have also announced that they will start making shoes, um, trainers. So so that's another line, and and mm -hmm. I think what is actually quite encouraging for for that is you know you see that their menswear is actually getting traction. It is doing well. Um, you you see that that when they start you know doing product lines, they they don't actually dilute the brand. They don't actually really dilute the quality. So you know that bodes well for, for their future expansion. So yeah, still bullish. I, I think next quarter where it's bad earnings, they're not bullish anymore, but for now, still bullish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you won't be regretting and be saying, see, I told you, lucky I never buy. When, when the facts change, I change my mind, right? It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes. And, and, and in terms of expectations, Lululemon expects its revenue to rise by 25 to 26% for the full year. Yep. And that actually means that their adjusted earnings over the last, what, three years is 26% mm. year on year. That's pretty, pretty good. That's great. In this market, I think that's amazing. Right? And I think one thing, one thing that I do want to point out is that power of the brand, right? The accessories are jumping. People are buying it because of Lululemon. And actually, I do have a little anecdote. So I was in the gym, you know, minding my own business, doing some weights. Um, and, and I heard this lady talking to another person saying, going, um, going, oh, is that Lululemon? She was wearing Lululemon. And she was like, yes, but I knew Lululemon before it was famous, before everyone started buying it. <laughs> right. And and that that feeling of, you know, found, finding that, that uh, out before it got famous poser. because you know the quality, you know it's good. You could see the sense of pride in her face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. You can look at it that way. <laughs> I'm just cynical, but right? More importantly, you can see that the power of the brand. Of course you are. Of course. <laughs> but you can see the power of the brand is really what I'm trying to get at, right? It's it's the fact that everyone's saying, I've got a Lululemon, I've got this, I've got that um, in this brand. And that's keeping them going. And I think that, you know what, it, it could be something for, for our coconuts to, to look at and, and maybe 
you know, throw something in there. Yeah, and, and I think that the brand thing kind of makes sense, right? Because, you know, I mean, you, you think about Nike and Adidas a, a decade back, you know, they, their brand was always about being cool, being, you know, fashion forward, that sort of thing. Whereas I, I think Lululemon's brand is quite different, right? It, it's about being comfortable. It's about being well durable and, and high quality. So maybe that's a better way to position yourself in in the current in the current market right we'll, we'll see we'll see but yeah you know i think it's 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 quite interesting and, and definitely worth noting that they, they are getting traction and you know i mean you, you see more and more of their stalls pop up in singapore now even right and and their international expansion is is pushing ahead um that, that's kind of a barometer for that so yeah still bullish <laughs> Nice, nice. So you're buying more stocks today then, Anthony, of Lululemon? Uh, no, I still feel it's a bit expensive. So so I'll wait for the market to, to sink. All right. Okay. <laughs> but definitely on the horizon. Definitely, and I think definitely, yeah, definitely well, on, a watch definitely list. on the horizon um, to purchase some. Yeah, definitely not financial advice too. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I think our listeners already know this. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but always good to say. Thanks, yep. Anthony. All right, moving swiftly on to point number two, right? We talked about Lululemon. Now we talk about a stock that I really like, <laughs> um, Amplitude, right? Anthony yes. is already rolling his eyes. I think this was like one, one, of, one I, of the I can first... hear it, actually. <laughs> you can feel it, right? But, but this is one of the first stocks we ever talked about when, when we came on to market updates a year back, I think, mm. that they were about to IPO. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, they already IPO'd, I think, right? Yeah, they um, they, they had just IPO'd or something, time. and and we were like, oh, did this. I remember the price sales yeah. was like fifty or, yeah. or sixty or some some ridiculous number. Yeah. But yes, why don't you tell us how Amplitude has done the past year? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> okay, I think let's start off by by you know answering the question, what is Amplitude? So Amplitude effectively is a software, right? They sell a SaaS software for digital product analysis. This could be anything from we got the app based finding out the usability, the user behavior, all of that good stuff to help you grow your business better for your consumers, right? So it's predominantly app-based, predominantly web-based, um, and they have provide all the analytics on the back end. They plug into quite a lot of CRMs, by the way. I just thought I'd let you know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so they're trying to build out that ecosystem as well. Anyway, they had their earnings call a couple of days ago. Their revenue went up by 48% to $58.1 million, beating estimates, right? Okay. Their paying customers have increased 43% and they have reported a free cash flow of 8.2 million in the quarter. Mm. Now, Amplitude, even, you know, I think it was last year, already had FCF. Yep. But this was the, the biggest amount of increase in terms of FCF that they've had. Um, mainly because last year they were building out data centers. They were spending all that money to build that infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And I feel that they are on a big trajectory to get more and more consumers and grow, right? Whether they build yep. out more, uh, infrastructure uh, projects, that's that's a different thing. Um, but I do see that that guidance, right? It's very easy to use software and, and we all know data analytics is quite niche, but easy to use is very, very important so that not only the data scientists use it every, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry will be able to view reports and create reports. Mm. So um, I think that's one of the USPs for Amplitude. Management did raise its guidance from 229 million right until 232 million, right? So it went up by about a couple of, uh, a couple of million. 3 million or so. Yes. Um, and they provided a range. And yeah, I, I really, I'm really bullish on this. I guess you can even see it in my face. Um, I think <laughs> it's not an immediate play. So what is it now? $14, $15? Yep. I bought it at 30. I'll be honest. I bought it 30 something, 40. Um, so I'm making a loss on this right now, but I do see a growth in the next year or two. 
Okay. Right? Or, okay. or even three years. And I really think it. What was its height, Anthony? I think it was, was like 89 or 90. I assume it didn't sell because you are long-term bullish. <laughs> okay, tell me. What, what are your thoughts on this one? I don't know. I mean, I'm, actually, I'm, I'm a bit confused, right? What, what are their margins like? And I ask because, you know, to, to me, it sounds really like a SaaS company. They, they, they provide services. Then in, in most cases, they wouldn't need to build a data center, right? Data centers are... Well, expensive. They they are you know capital intensive, and you can rent them as we said that last week. So you know, and I think that that's just why I'm I'm kind of curious as to what their margins are because you you kind of you know if you're going to pay software multiples for for a software business, um, they they better not have you know hardware capex, right? I think that that's the concern. Yeah. So they um, so they are building data centers. I think they built one in um. Europe. I know they built mm-hmm. one in Europe. I'm not sure if they built one in Asia. I think they built one in Asia as well to store all the data. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm not too sure why they didn't rent it. That's a good. That's a good thing. Uh, their gross margins, as far as I can see here, is at sixty nine point seven six percent, ending thirtieth of June. Yep. So, so still relatively high. Yeah. Mm, very interesting. Yeah. I mean, decent for for a SaaS company, right? Yeah. Yeah. So quite, quite decent for a SaaS company. To be. Um, why they built out data centers? That's a very, very good question. Um, I am not sure. I think that's good, good insight. Let me go and take a look at why they built out data centers. Yeah, and I he mean, did talk I, about I, it I, two, two um, earnings call ago. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume it's something like you know, oh, they they want to make sure that they they can control the data because that's important. That that's where they do their analytics. You know, it's data sovereignty. That there's probably some regulation in the EU that you cannot you know move data out of the EU. So. So stuff like that, right? But you know that doesn't every everybody faces that. It doesn't mean that you actually build your data centers. You can get them from AWS, even right? Or or if if not, you know some other more, more generic mm. data centers. So so I think you know cost and and to, to me this all links back to cost, right? If if they are going to start building an unnecessary infrastructure or or they build up too much infrastructure that you know the the services growth doesn't require. Then, then that's actually a drag on their ultimate earnings, right? Because I think they they're free, you know, positive free cash flow now, but they're still loss making, right? And and that that means that there there is some cost center somewhere, you know, sucking it up. Yes. And, and I think that that's maybe the the part that you know we, we want to keep a lookout for. Yeah. So I mean, having a quick look, they have selected by the AWS as their um, data center. However, they have physically isolated EU data center. Okay. Um, and they're using that specifically for data ingestion, querying, and visualization mm-hmm. from what they have said. So they, I guess doing both models, having their own as yep. well as, as AWS. Cool. cool. Interesting. That just seemed a bit odd. That's <laughs> why I asked. But yeah. Yeah. Well, what's their, I what's think, their price sales multiple now? Yeah. I, I, I mean, maybe price sales, I believe, is at nine right now. Oh, okay. No, no, no longer something, something egregiously high. Let me check. <laughs> what was it at, at 90? Was it 25 or something? Or I think 30? it was 40. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was it? I, I'm looking at... 50? Yeah, yeah, 40 to 50. It was 40 or 50. Yeah. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But again, that was, that was COVID times, man. So everything was crazy then. <laughs> sure. That's true, that's true. We, we bought a lot of crazy stocks last year. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, 
Awesome. Cool. So that that's that's amplitude. I do I am going to keep one I'll keep that on my watch list. I am thinking about getting more in. I do think they are scaling quite well because I also know they're hiring quite quite rapidly. Um aggressively. But let's see how they go in, in, in Asia and then, then, then now we know next quarter, uh, one yeah. month later we can never talk about amplitude because they'll be inside the trading. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 please. <laughs> What's the, what was the other one that I like? Sprout, Sprout Social, right? Hey, they're doing well as well, by the way. Maybe we should cover that. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe for the next to come out again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should, we should. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, thanks, thanks for that, Anthony. Let's let's carry on. Let's. Okay, I think this is a big one. CrowdStrike or Sentinel One? Yeah. Tell us, tell us what's happening with CrowdStrike first. Well, I mean, I guess it's. No, I just thought it was. Interesting to put the two of them together, given that they both had earnings last week, I think, and and they both had uh, and they're both cybersecurity stocks, right? So, um, mm. sorry, cybersecurity dealing with endpoint security, so so they are literally direct competitors. Um, CrowdStrike is is the leader, you know, obviously doing fantastic. Um, their their revenue grew fifty eight fifty nine percent, so so that's great. Um, to to five hundred plus million, I think this was the first time ever they have gone past um, annual recurring revenue of $2 billion, right? So which is fantastic. And I think they are the fastest or second oh, fastest wow. company to reach this milestone, right? From from the time of incorporation. The other one being Snowflake. So 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 they have scaled up really, really fast. Um, they, they have found product market fit quickly, monetized quickly, um, customer counts still going up. They went up 50% um, to slightly less than 20K customers. Um, Net retention dollar base net retention revenue is still is hundred twenty plus percent, so that's obviously great. Gross margin seventy eight percent, so you know, software margins right. Um, operating margin a bit lower sixteen percent, but you know I think that that's mm. part of the the cost of growth. And you know they, they have a strong balance sheet. They have one point six billion net cash. They have you know free cash flow positive on a, on an adjusted basis. So they are you know expanding and and they have said very clearly we are going to use this chance to hire as many as we can, you know, scoop up the talent and, and cement our dominant position. Right? So that that's great. They're, they're saying, they, and they also increased their forward guidance for next quarter to say, oh yeah, we're, we're going to continue growing. We're, we're not stagnating at this stage. Right? So so that's CrowdStrike. Now, Sentinel-1 is, is their competitor, right? Although mm-hmm. a lot smaller, um, but also a lot fast, a lot quicker. So, so Sentinel-1's revenue grew 120 plus percent. <laughs> to to hundred mil, so so no, it's twenty percent of the revenue, but it, it's growing at twice the rate. Right. Yeah, um, ARR is also up hundred twenty percent. Customer count is up sixty percent. It's eight thousand plus customers, about forty percent of, um, CrowdStrike, right? Gross margin is at seventy two percent. So so that's also great. Um, problem is their operating margin is actually negative. So so not as great. Um, again showing. Yeah, they are a bit earlier in their oh. trajectory than, you know, CropStrike. But on the other hand, you know, even though they are burning a bit of cash, they still have net cash of 1.2 billion, right? So they still have a billion plus in cash, you know, net of debt. And, and that's fantastic. You know, they can still invest. They have a wow. long runway to grow. You know, they, they have raised cash at good timing. So, yeah. And, and they also increased their outlook for the next quarter in terms of revenue growth. So, Everything's fantastic, right? And I think, you know, and I think really it's, you know, both of them seem to be operating really well. Both of them seem to have good products that, that have found fit. You know, some, what they are better in some, 
Microsoft is better in some, Sensova is better in other aspects, but still good products, right? I think what, what's relatively interesting is which would you buy or if you buy any of these? Yeah, exactly, right? Would you like to go for the the, the big companies such as CrowdStrike that is, I mean, quite quite established in the market? They all spend quite a lot on, on, on advertising yeah. revenue, don't they? Or advertising yeah. spend. Yeah, so they, they spend quite a lot of money on advertising spend. They've got quite a decent amount of, of net cash. And with a positive operating margin, I think if you want to be conservative, I would go for CrowdStrike, but you're clearly not going to gain that much in terms of of growth, right? So if you're not very good in, in this space, or you don't really know much about this space, but you want to, you know, put put some dollars in, I would go with CrowdStrike. Sentinel One looks to me as though, you know, what, what are they doing differently from CrowdStrike, right? Because why would I go with Sentinel One? Um, is it because the TAM is just that big and they don't really need to eat each other's market share? Yeah, I, I think what no the the key is really that the TAM is just that big. So so we we think of CrowdStrike as like you know the leader in endpoint security, mm. but endpoint security is really still new in, in a sense uh, in terms of um, corporate security. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, in terms of corporate cybersecurity. So that's that's the growing market share, and I think in in the entire cybersecurity um field, CrowdStrike has what eight nine percent even at their, their current levels. So so there there is definitely still a quite a oh, bit of wow. room to go for CrowdStrike, right? And, and there's a huge TAM. Um especially as you know, geopolitics get worse, um more and more data gets protected, mm. people work from home, so you need endpoint security and not just firewalls, you know, and, and your stupid Citrix, then then yeah, it's 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 a yeah. huge market and you know maybe CrowdStrike <laughs> is the one. I, I, I think my only concern is, you know, you, you know, all these nice figures, right? And, and the big market and big TAM that's accessible and, you know, good operators and all that. But at the end of the day, you know, CrowdStrike is at a market cap of 40 billion. Sentinel One's at a market cap of 7 billion, but, but they have the same price to sales ratio, right? Even though one is obviously so, growing then a lot faster than the other, right? And, and I think that's, kind of the concern for me from CrowdStrike. Like it really mm. is in, in that sense price for perfection, right? Everybody thinks that it's a big market. They'll continue growing, they'll continue executing. And that's why you're paying me paying a premium for it. And if they do actually execute, then your returns over five, seven years might not be that great. Right? Because they they'll grow to a two, three hundred billion dollar company, but you know you you're buying it at a relatively high price now. Whereas Sentinel One even it's growing a lot faster, but it's it's a lot smaller, obviously. So, you know, there is a bit more risk there, but at the same time, that there actually might be a bit more reward for taking on that risk if they, you know, if if the entire market comes to bear. Got it. And what are the risks with the market, right? I guess that's a question for for coconuts listening, right? Those that don't know the separate security place uh, space. What are some of the reasons why we won't see that that growth? over the next three to four years? Uh, one is we, we should get somebody um, to to come and do do a stock geek out on, on one of these companies. Right? I think cybersecurity <laughs> is really interesting. Um, and I think what, what's also interesting is that in, in terms of endpoint security, you know, CrowdStrike's number one, um, Sentinel One's number three, right? Um, the second is Microsoft. Mm. Uh, mm. So so they have Microsoft's Azure Sentinel and they're just bundling that with everybody and you know that's the Microsoft playbook, right? So so that that's going to be another one to look out for. And I think that that that's one of the big risks for, for CrowdStrike, but more for Sentinel One, really. Right? You no, know, you, you kind of see how Slack kind of got gobbled up. 
you know, Zoom got got destroyed and, you know, with, with the machine of Microsoft. So it mm-hmm. is not inconceivable. I think it is, yeah. it's possible that um, Microsoft ends up dominating the market. I don't think so. I think, you know, traditionally cybersecurity has been kind of oligopolistic. There's three or four big players. So definitely room for CrowdStrike and Sentinel-1 and Microsoft to, to kind of corner the market, right? I think that that's one risk. Um, and and two is really, you know, at the end of the day, these are leaders in endpoint security, right? Whether or not people really need endpoint security rather than just your traditional firewall with someone like like Palo Alto Networks, right? Which is state-of-the-art compared to McAfee, mm. you know, mm. Trend Micro. I think that that is a question. Um, That's a question that maybe right. is getting answered with CrowdStrike doing really well as they scale, you know, with Sentinel One doing really well, even as a relative newcomer, so so yeah, I think that that's a risk that that is slowly getting mitigated and disproved. But at the end of the day, you know, that that's still possible, right? Somebody somewhere comes out with a whole new model of security and disrupts CrowdStrike, right? Where where CrowdStrike was the original disruptor, it, you, mm. you just get disrupted. So so yeah, some some things to look out for. In that anyway, yeah, fair enough. You know what? Um, I think that's a great great idea. Coconuts, if you want us to do a deep dive into Sentinel-1 or CrowdStrike, please let us know. We'll go find the experts. Uh, we'll dive down into cybersecurity, actually, right? Yeah. I think we may have done CrowdStrike I, before. I think there, there I was think. something done on CrowdStrike, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- things have changed in, in the past year, so it might be time to do a refresh. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Awesome. I think this is a good one. Uh, the cybersecurity space for me is is decent. I think it's it could be a really good thing over the next 10 years, a good growing industry over the next 10 years. And I think it's something that we definitely need to start looking at, right? Of course, other other industries out there, but cybersecurity is definitely one to look out for. I don't know. Right? I I'm a lot more bullish than you on cybersecurity. I think it, it's it's like cloud. It's one of those industries that I think it, it's kind of a secular grower in in that sense. You know, it's not going to disappear. Maybe endpoint security mm. disappears, but cybersecurity as a whole is just getting more and more important. You know, you you get more and more data. As you get more and more data stored and, and as they get more and more sensitive, you know, the need for security becomes just more important. And and the requirement to pay for that security again just becomes more important. So I, I don't think people can run away with from cybersecurity spend. I think it's it's mm-hmm. probably I think that there was a survey that they came out a few months back <laughs> that this was the key concern of CIOs, right? Um they could drop things from their IT budget, mm-hmm. including shifts to the cloud like um, Microsoft, uh, but they cannot drop cybersecurity. So, so I think th- this is okay. probably one to look out for. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I think that's really good insight. Awesome. You know what that means, yeah. man. Time to do a, a stock geek out on, on cybersecurity. Yeah, not, not do me. It. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to do more research. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That's why we get the interviewee, right? Yes, to exactly. come in and talk about it. So we ask the questions. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Um, all right, coconuts. Thanks so much. That was oh, this was a quick episode, Anthony. Yes, really quick. Thirty over minutes. It, I think That's that happens when, when we like the stocks, right? We just go, yes, yes, yes. This is great. End of story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. All right, coconuts. Don't forget our event on 29th of September. We look forward to hosting you, and we'll see you next week. All right, see you guys. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh, and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback, so share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks, and stay safe.